Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio was popping. Bro, there's lots of shit popping right now. Like what? Hot grease. Well, one, I don't understand why we had the richest man in Babylon as our centerpiece, but I appreciate it. It's something different. It's a, yeah, it's a good book. Yeah, it's a very good book. You know, I finally read that. It was a year ago that we had Barry Habib on the show. Shout out to Barry Habib. Shout out to Barry and MBS Highway. And I think Barry had talked about in his book, this book being instrumental in mm-hmm. something that he had um, given to his children right. as something to read growing yeah, up. Yeah, that was one of my mom's recommended books as a child. Was it really? Yeah, she told me to read it. I still haven't, but I'll get there one you day. You can. It's a pretty easy read. It's like you can read it in a day. It's like 50 pages. I mean, honestly, you've hung out with me for the past two mm-hmm. years. It's it's pretty basic stuff. It is. Yeah. I would almost think that you'd want to do this for the episode we're going to do next. I was. After yeah, this. It was, but, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's fine. Kind of like that shirt. You should have worn that shirt next. But I have a good idea, John. You should wear that shirt on this episode and the next episode. Well, I bought a, 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 change, a change of attire. Did you really? I did. Ah. To you want us to change up? What's that? We have a guest in the house. Oh, my gosh. Is it in front of a live studio audience? It, it is in a live Shout studio. Shout out to Gabby. What's up, Gabby? What's up, Gabby? Gabby came all the way in from Massachusetts. Shout out, Massachusetts. Yeah, you know who's not here? I do not know who's here. Ben. Ben. Yeah. Damn it, Ben. Where are you at, Ben? Yeah, what happened, Ben? What happened? What happened? Gabby can roll up in here, but you can't. Maybe he's doing his TBD calls. He, he sh- Actually, today is Monday. I know. Mon- he should be calling what? Uh, prospects. 20 to 40 realtors. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yes, 20 to 40 realtors. He's trying to book out his week. He wants to figure out which one of those real estate agents. Right has recently come across a home buyer who needs his services. I could have done on the road, though. He, oh, he but, could you know, But shout out you for being what? in the office, though. Who? Ben. That's why I didn't call Hopefully he's in the office. No, you never know. Yeah, hopefully he's routine. Gabby's giving me a thumbs up. Yeah, right. He's she, probably gambling at the MGM Springfield. Probably not because he has his Find My iPhone on and she done <laughs> tracked his ass down. She knows he's at CMG. Right, right, yeah, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, you know me. Yeah, oh, my God. That's good. Hey, what are we going to talk about today? Um, Today's topic um you gotta look this up don't you no because i just i want to make sure i say it properly i got a studio audience i'm nervous should you wait to buy a home in today's market yeah so this is a viewer request okay so i've had several of uh the t-loppers out there reach out and like hey dio can you help me out real quick by the way it's never real quick it's like whether whether their request is is not real quick or sometimes my response right is not real quick um we've had that request of hey Market's shifting, right? market's changing, mm-hmm. maybe the market's settling, maybe it's normalizing, but I got some people that are like, oh, I'm going to wait. Shit or get off the pot. Okay, possibly, right. but let's talk through that. Okay. Like, And I don't want to talk through that like, here's how you get someone who maybe isn't ready to buy a house to listen to you and go buy a house, because I don't think that's our job. Mm. Our job is to help people who are ready to buy a home, buy a home. Mm-hmm. And when they, when they need to finance that home, Let's make sure they get the right loan product mm-hmm. for them based on where they are currently. Word. So the answer is going to be very much it depends. Depends. It's going to depend. Before we get going, mm-hmm. 
Speaking of T-loppers and people reaching out, you know what's awesome, John? What is awesome, dude? You and I are going to go somewhere September 20th and 21st. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Delta's already screwed up our flight. I saw that. You saw that? Yeah, I didn't even hey, look at it, and I just saw it. Not, not hating on Delta, but John and I don't love the Hartsfield Airport in Atlanta so much that we want a three-hour layover. Whoa. it's we. Hey, we were good with a one-hour layover. I don't know about the three-hour layover, but no. What's exciting is I've had several people either post on LinkedIn and mm -hmm. tag us or oh, yeah. reach out to me directly. They're going to be there. Literally. T-loppers are going to head out yeah. to to Mortgage Mastermind, yep. also known as Mastermind Summit, yep. September 20th and 21st at the Palms in Las Vegas. Yep. Right, Our friends Jungo are hooking us up so we can hook them up. Shout out, Jungo. We're going to speak at Stephen Marshall's event. We're going to provide lunch, and Jungo is going to sponsor said lunch, meaning if you come to our hour-long oh, yeah. presentation, which is going to be a no-holds-bar, ask-us-anything Mm -hmm. For one hour, John and I on stage, whatever you all want to know, whatever gaps are not being filled in currently while you're mm -hmm. at the conference or you're back in the office, let's discuss. Let's talk about it. Thanks. Um, and we're going to provide food and Jungo is going to sponsor that food. Mm -hmm. But we're also going to be out there so that we can possibly throw dice together. We can possibly. play some blackjack together. So maybe maybe we'll wind up at one of the clubs together. That's you all never know. possibility. It is all a possibility. We can travel with John Coleman. Anything goes. Yes, because I live my life like Peter Pan. Because you live your life by Peter Pan. All right. <laughs> uh, we got that item of business mm -hmm. done. How about this item of business? Okay. Uh, please check out tloponline.com. There you go. If you go to tloponline.com, that's where you can find more information about this mastermind summit that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. There's also where you can go and find boatloads. Literally over 100 videos now. Boatloads of additional content. Yeah. Like tons and tons and tons. I was onboarding a new branch. Um, shout out to Waterstone Mortgage's Tampa branch. Shout out Tampa. Tampa, Florida, as well as Promise, New Jersey. Okay. Hello, New Jersey. And uh, anyhow, I was over in Tampa for two days yesterday, or last week, and um, they were digging T-Lop on. Really? Digging it, yes. Not just blowing smoke? No, Ooh. no, okay. not not just blowing smoke. It was awesome. Kind of like Gabby was telling us about Ben. Yeah. Uh, one of the originators was grabbing me. He's like, hey, D.O., so I'm using this script when I'm making these phone calls. Mm -hmm. I'm like, whoa, I mean, where are you learning all this? He's like, bro, your website. I'm like, get out of town. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we got that thing. Yeah. So, Good. Um, so, anyway, I think all the items of business besides like, hey, please like, share, follow, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, tell somebody, five-star review. Oh, yeah, and I can look at this camera now because we've got three of these. What? Now I got to I gotta keep my hair cut because I can't look a hot mess. Oh, snap. So, so we annoying. hit 10K on YouTube. Yep. And John, you must be a man of your word. We kept our promise. We kept our promise, and we finally upgraded the gear. Well, shout out to Sony A7 IV for actually getting rid of the recorded time limit. That's why we upgraded. So shout out, Sony. Oh, all right. Very cool. So we got it. We have a new camera. Yep. And now when you watch us on YouTube, mm -hmm. the first 242-plus episodes, Damn. after about 30 minutes, it would go to title slate. If it's just you and I. And that bothered people. For some reason. Yeah, that bothered. So now you should be able to see the entire yeah. length. All, yeah, you can just run on and run on and not be afraid to see the title slate. Come on. Can't wait. Yeah, it's awesome. Gabby's giving us a thumbs up. Yeah, so no, that I, I, I guess she and Ben also yeah, motherfucked cool. us too, it didn't cool. they? cool. Then I just have to edit more. <laughs> I just added another camera. That's just 3X my edit time. But that's nah, fine. No worries, man. Let's keep it going. And you have to drop that F-bomb. Because you cannot fine. let that one roll. Okay, I can't. I'll bleep it out like I have the others. Have you? Mm -hmm. You've never let one F-bomb slide down? I did let one slide through like a couple episodes ago. I forgot it. And lo and behold, someone was like, hey, you didn't edit it out, LOL. And I was like, okay. Yeah, well, it's okay. Zach up in Atlanta. Shout out to Zach. Mm -hmm. um, I think he's in Atlanta. 
uh, or outside of Atlanta. But nonetheless, uh, Zach was like, hey, by the way, I dig the 18 plus. Make it more 18 plus. Make it more 18 plus. So I was like, all right, well, I can't be all things to all people. Right. But what I can do is be authentic to me and be authentic to John. Right. So we'll make that promise to you, Zach. Okay. Just like I'm going to promise everyone else who's like, guys, just get down to the meat and potatoes. We're going to get down to the meat and potatoes. Right now. So, yeah. So what what is going on right now? So we've talked on previous episodes that the market is normalizing. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's the term I like best when explaining the market to other people like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Well, I'm going to go back to an episode that we did two years ago. Damn. When it was about housing bubble. I'm like, nope, no such thing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go out even further on a limb and say this market is just normalizing. Mm -hmm. There's there's not bubbleistic material (laughs) going on here. Right. Okay. So if someone's sitting on the fence and let's say you're a loan officer or you're a realtor and someone's saying, well, John, I don't know if I'm going to move forward. I think I'm going to wait. What would your response be to that? Well, do you like throwing away your money? Do you like paying 100% interest? There you go. You must be following some of our friends on social media. <laughs> yeah, I see them pop up. Now I get my lines. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you follow enough mortgage professionals on social media and yeah. people are always like, you guys are trying to find a, a reason to say, look, even though mortgage rates went from 3% to 6%, rent on, or interest on rent is 100%. Is 100%. So. Okay. Um, and that's, that is a good strategy. It's like, it's like, what are you going to do instead? So my favorite question when someone says, hey, Dio, I'm thinking about just sitting on the sidelines and waiting things out. Yeah. Why? Oh, T- tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. Like that is the suggested script. Why? And tell me more about that. Tell me more about, about that. It's going to create someone to have to pause and really think through their thought process. Because I want rates to go back down. Okay, cool. I want my, my wife to be nice to me. Well, we all have goals and ambitions. Yes, we do. And we don't always get what we want. <laughs> right. Right. So, but it's like, I really want someone to figure out. Why are you doing this? Have you sat down and run a pros and a cons? Have you done a needs analysis? Mm-hmm. What are the pros to waiting? What are the pros to buying? What are the, what are the cons to waiting? What are the cons to buying? And from there, you can find your answer. And if someone is a little bit confused, I like to lead them down that thought process. Mm-hmm. So I'd say, let's say you're the buyer and you just told me, hey, Dio, I think I'm going to wait things I'm out. Wait it out. I'm not I say, ready. Don't, why, John? What's you know? What, what's your thought process? What you thinking about? Rates, you know. I just want to maybe save a little bit of my money. I don't want to overpay for a home. All right, cool. Let's talk about that. So, is ten thousand dollars a lot of money to you, John? Mm, it's a good amount, but I wouldn't say it's a lot of a lot of money. Okay, how long would it take you to save and think? Like, put yourself honestly mm-hmm. in, in the in the minds of your friends, mm-hmm. your colleagues, the people you grew up with. Mm-hmm. How long would it take you to save 10 grand? About a couple months, adjust some things, but I would say like A couple four. months? Yeah. Damn, that's fast. Is it? Yes. Oh. I would say for most people, it would take them a solid year to save $10,000. Oh. Okay. Um, nonetheless, do you know what $10,000 would do to help you purchase a home? Like financially, what type of impact does that have on you, John? Uh, just how much I can put down? Yeah, so because 10 grand is a lot of money, right, John? Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. But it's like 60 bucks a month on your mortgage payment. Mm. So for you to spend this time, whether it's three months or 13 months, to save an extra 10 grand, please know all you're going to do is lower your overall monetary out, uh, uh, output mm-hmm. in terms of like monthly payment by about 60 bucks a month. So I wouldn't make a decision solely based on that. Now, if you're telling me, that um, you don't have the 3% required or 3.5% required or you don't have enough money for closing costs and down payment 
and you're not getting any offers accepted because you're requiring mm-hmm. sellers to pay money towards your closing costs or no one's willing to accept your down payment assistance offer, I would literally come back to you and say, well, John, I, I kind of see your point, but I have good news for you. Mm-hmm. We are entering into a buyer-friendly market. Mm-hmm. What sellers weren't willing to do three months ago because they didn't have to, they're willing to do today. You may be very well able to get a seller to accept your offer, even though you're utilizing down payment assistance in today's market, Hmm. where you weren't able to do that in the market three, six months ago. Hmm. You may be able to get the seller to contribute towards your closing costs. So if you're just feeling dejected, I have good news for you. The market's normalizing. Hmm. And this may be the time for you to actually take advantage of it. And you may want to take advantage of this before everyone else figures it out. Right. Because eventually everyone's going to figure it out. Yep. And when people ask me, John, about, hey, Dustin, do you think there's a housing bubble? I tend to answer globally and big picture, no. And the reason why is because in order for a housing bubble to be to be present, mm-hmm. we have to have more supply than we do demand. And that's not where we are. And it's also not where we're going. Nope. Like we are not building enough homes and we don't have enough homes coming on the market to substantiate the number of buyers that are not only are available today, mm-hmm. but are, that are waiting in the wings. They're waiting in the wings because maybe they're only 23 today or they're 26 or they're 17, right? Like the largest home buying generation is, is today and for the next 10 years, that's mm-hmm. the millennial generation. So I'm not worried about a bubble. And if your concern was about down payments, I have good news for you, right? Or if it was about mm-hmm. saving more money, why are you saving more money? If you're only saving more money because you think you'd make housing cheaper, I'm gonna tell you, it's not. That $10,000 that you spent the next six or 12 months mm-hmm. trying to save isn't gonna make a dent in your monthly payment. Well, I wanna make a big down payment because I figure if I can you know, pay down you know, $50,000 at down payment, I can pay my house off quicker and then you know, I just won't be swallowed in debt. So that's why I wanna save more money. That's interesting. Have you sat down with a financial advisor and walked through that thought process? No, that's just something that's been ingrained in my head. Yeah, I mean like, like Things that I typically buy into based on either financial advisors, I know financial advisors that I've been a client of, or books I've read, maybe books like The Richest Man in Babylon, Mm -hmm. it tells me that my financial strategy, especially for someone in their 20s, 30s, 40s, isn't necessarily to pay my house off first. I need to make sure I'm maxing out my 401k, that I have six months reserve. I need to make sure I'm contributing to an IRA. Mm -hmm. Like Those are some things that make the most sense to me, first and foremost, before you know, make sure I have no consumer debt, such as credit cards, student loans, car payments, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me talk to you, John, about why, why would it make sense for you not to buy? And I'm gonna give you the answers that I think make the most sense. The first answer is I'm not ready. Like I'm just not ready. And I would say to you, John, what do you mean by you're not ready? And you may say, and these are all valid reasons, mm-hmm. people like literally, these are valid reasons to not buy a house. I'm worried about my job. What are you worried about? I'm worried I may lose it. Hey, guess what? If you're worried you may lose your job, now is probably not a good time to buy a house. I'm worried I may be moving. Okay, if you think that you're gonna be moving in the next two, three, maybe even up to five years, guess what? Now is probably not a good time for you to to buy. Hmm. Like these are valid reasons. Or it may be, you know what? I thought things through. I'm just not ready, meaning I'm not responsible enough to be a home buyer. Yeah, right. Right, because when you're, you know this from owning a home. Yeah, yeah, it comes quick, man. That, who, that grass doesn't cut itself. The grass doesn't cut itself. Roofs need to be replaced. AC break, units yeah, break. Literally. If you're up north, furnaces break. Right. 
right? Basements flood. Yes. I mean, there's there's things cost yes. money. Yes. And there's things that happen when you're a homeowner. When right. you're when you're a rent hell appliances break. Liter- don't get me started. Like like if, if, if do you know how many times my my wife has had to go to the laundromat to do our laundry be, because it broke and it took two or three or four days. Yeah, right. For, the- for us to get a, a replacement. Yes. What if you didn't have money for a replacement? Right now, all of a sudden, that's cost that you have to go to the laundromat, not just for the next two or three loads of laundry, for the next two or three months, if not years. Right. So th- there's three valid reasons I would tell someone, regardless of the market, to not buy a house, including the market that we're in, which I call a normalizing market. I would tell them that you to not buy a house if A, you do not believe your income is stable, like you're worried about losing your job. Hmm. B, you do not think your geographic location is stable, meaning you think you're going to have to move out of the area within the next two, three, four, or even five years. The reason why I mentioned that one is because entering into a home can be costly mm-hmm. and exiting out of a home is costly, right? To enter into a home, you may be dropping five to $10,000 in closing costs. To exit out of a home, it could be upwards of ten, fifteen, dollars or $20,000, depending on the... Um, sales price mm-hmm. and how much realtor commission that you pay. Damn. So that has to be factored in. That's why I wouldn't recommend it. And then the third is you just having that a tough conversation to the person in the mirror and you recognize, you know what? I'm not ready for many reasons. I'm not ready. And it may be because I can afford the down payment. I can get someone to cover the closing costs. I'm comfortable with the monthly payment, but I'm only comfortable with the monthly payment as long as nothing breaks. As long as nothing else happens. Right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, I have a strategy to that, by the way, to my to my salespeople who are tuned in. Mm. I have a strategy. If someone's worried about the monthly cost, why don't you, the loan officer, pay for a home warranty for them? Why don't the realtor pay for a home warranty for them? Why doesn't the seller pay for a home warranty for them? Mm. Right? I think home warranties are like five, six, seven hundred bucks. But that home warranty, it's good for a year, but that could definitely help somebody. Peace right, because homeowners insurance covers the big stuff, right? But it doesn't cover wear and tear. It doesn't cover just normal. Oh, this broke. Mm. A home warranty would though. Mm. So if you couple a home warranty, and that's just me thinking outside of the box as a mortgage yeah. professional, someone whose job it is is to finance homes for people who want to buy them. Mm-hmm. That would be a thought. But when I'm looking at today's market, and someone's like, "Hey, I want to sit on the fence." No one want, wants to sit on the fence. Right. Very few fences I've sat on are that comfortable Hell that no. I want to stay up there for right. very long. But there's definitely people who stand on the sidelines who are on the fence, and they're thinking that maybe now is not a good time. And I would start with what I what I just uh, said earlier, but I want to repeat. I would ask them why. Like, hey, what's your thought process? I want them to actually think through it. Mm-hmm. Question for you. Yes. When you've as a loan officer, when you've asked that question, when people have said it to you, what is the most common response that people give you? Like when they say, like, hey, why don't you want to buy it? Like, why are you waiting? Oh, the worst one. They think that they're Nostradamus. They think that they can predict the future. Oh, well, rates are gonna come down. Oh, well, home values might come down. They might, they might not. Right? You have a there's a two out of three shot that they don't. Well, I mean, you know, like, and then I would tell someone to educate yourself. What, what are companies like CoreLogic stating, right? What are publications like, like Bloomberg or the wall street journal discussing? What about Moody analytics? What about Redfin? What about Fannie Mae? What about the mortgage bankers association? All of these organizations have chief economists Mm -hmm. and, and what are the odds 
that are in your favor. Because people are, if they're worried, they're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna wait for rates to come down. Well, that makes no sense. Like that literally makes no sense. That's where you see these Facebook memes floating around mm -hmm. the social media world <laughs> of mortgage professionals. Of like, look, whether you raise 3% or 6%, that is still a good rate on something you own because the rate on rent is 100%. Mm -hmm. Okay, if you're waiting for home prices to potentially come down, how much do you think they're gonna come down? 2%, 5%, 3%? Let's say it was 5%. And let's say the purchase price was 400 grand. Mm -hmm. Do you know what 5% of 400 grand is, John? Don't have me doing What's five times four, John? 20. Okay, so mm -hmm. then what's 5% of 400,000? Add three zeros and, and 20, one comma. 20,000. $20,000, there quick you math. go. Dominant. There you go. Use that marketing degree from University of Tampa. Yeah, no math involved. All right. Um, it wasn't a school of business? Yeah, it wasn't, but it's was marketing, bro. It's still school of business. I had someone take that Excel test for me. I didn't do, come on, man. Numbers aren't my thing. All right. So, <laughs> well, I bet if we started talking grand, you start, you start <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got math and good, right? Yeah, I get math real good, right? Um, no, so it's, it's $20,000. Okay. All right, cool. Do you know what the average rent is right now? Shit, a lot. Yeah, a lot. Let's just say somewhere between eighteen hundred and twenty two hundred a month. Let's say two grand. That's a lot of money. Okay, cool. So if you rented for twelve months, twelve mm -hmm. times two is twenty four thousand dollars. Twenty four thousand dollars. That's just straight up flush down the toilet. Gone. At least if you were to have a two thousand dollar a month mortgage payment, at least forty eight hundred dollars of that would have gone towards principal reduction. Mm -hmm. Like at a minimum in year one. Like so someone trying to time the market, I'm, I'm just not sold on that. Like I always go back to when my father-in-law talked about starting a family. He said, you're never gonna be ready to start a family. So the minute that you think you can do it mm -hmm. without totally putting everybody in jeopardy, mm -hmm. then you do it. Yeah. You can't time that, mm -hmm. right? So th that's on a very extreme side. When it comes to buying a house, are you ready? Well, let's check the boxes. Where am I in, in my career? Where am I in terms of like my stability in the geographic location? Am I responsible enough to handle the upkeep? And, and we're talking about a primary home here, mm -hmm. a primary home, right? These are for my first time home buyers, my move up buyers, even my move down buyers. Now's a great time to buy, especially my move down buyers. Mm -hmm. My move down buyers is like, hell yeah, you want to sell that, that, that house you have and you want to go buy your, your smaller mm -hmm. for, you know, yeah. for rest of life home. Right. Um, but to, to try to say that you're so smart that you're going to guess the market right, I, I don't buy into that. I just don't. I mean, if that was the case, then, then you should be guessing all these great stock picks. Right. And you should, you should know which stock to short and which stock to buy long and when to sell and when to hold. Like Kenny Rogers, you know, yeah, right. the gambler, right? right? You got to know when to fold them, know when to hold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. Mm-hmm. You never count your money, John, when you're sitting at the table. No, I don't. You're totally lost, aren't you? No, I do. I've heard that song before. You, you ever watch the movie Six Pack? What? Yeah. I have one. I don't watch it, though. Okay. That's four yeah. and a half, really. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I just, I don't understand it. As a, as a person who studies the mortgage and real estate markets, I don't understand it for anyone looking to buy a primary home. Because it's that stigma. People that aren't ready, that's a big purchase. That's a lot. So they just, instead of like studying for a test, what do they do? Wait, wait, wait until the last minute and just fail. That's what happens. Yeah. Well, I always think about this quote, like um, doing nothing's never been a good, a good, a good idea. Right. Like this is one of those times, like I don't, I don't see the benefit of waiting, especially if the odds, the odds are that homes are going to continue to appreciate on average nationally mm -hmm. by three to four and a half percent per year. 
So statistically speaking, in most markets, homes are going to continue to go up by three to four and a half percent. Homes should not be going up by 13% or 23%. That's ridiculous. That's stupid. <laughs> we needed this normalization. But statistically speaking, in most markets, the home that you see advertised for sale today, you're going to be seeing that home for three to 5% more expensive a year from now. Mm. So that $400,000 house is now 412 or 415. No, I'm going to wait because I don't know. Oh, oh, wait. It's going to, oh. Or 420, I should right, say. Right, yeah. right, right. I mean, it's, it's, somewhere in that ball. But now are there going to be pockets? Yes. And would you like me to discuss what I think would deem a pocket? Please do. All right. Areas that saw massive influx of purchases when work from home was all the rage, mm -hmm. meaning we didn't have all these people living here like three years ago. Mm -hmm. Where'd they come from? I think we're going to see a, 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 a fairly large size of comeback home. Right, mm. we're, we're gonna put out the uh, the big bat sign, bat <laughs> symbol. It's gonna be zoomed in there. It's like, hey guys, girls, time to come back to the office. Right. At which point, it's like, ooh, okay, well, maybe I can't and shouldn't live here. <laughs> right. So those markets could very well see everything flatline on them. There's and there's also markets where homes were selling for ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars over asking, and there's still sellers who are still thinking that the market is November of 2021 <laughs> yeah, right. and not June of 2020. Right. So in those markets, it's not so much we're gonna see home, home prices come down. We're gonna go back to that word normalize. We're gonna see home prices normalize because if you talk to any competent realtor just nine months ago, they would have told you, hey, the home is worth X, let's list it for 20 grand over and then let it get bid up to another 10 grand over yeah, that. Yeah, we're all getting paid. Yeah, so, you know, so people who potentially purchased something with that strategy, those people may have overpaid, mm -hmm. but that's a small percentage. That's a small percentage of people who paid that much, but certain markets dictated it. So if you're in, in that small slice who bought maybe between January and November of last year, and you paid 10, 20 or $30,000 over market, you may have to wait another 12, 18 or 24 months mm -hmm. for, for what you paid mm -hmm. to become the market. Are you following me? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like, again, I don't foresee home prices coming down. They're normalizing. You have an opportunity right now while others are sitting on the fence to be the first to jump off, to run out there and negotiate your best deal. Mm -hmm. I talked to uh, my cousin, Jeff, my cousin, Jeff's the top producing realtor actually in the Tampa, Florida market. And uh, he had a home being listed for sale for $320,000. Mm -hmm. It hit the market on Friday and it got two offers. It didn't get 12 offers. It got two. Mm -hmm. And none of the offers came in 10, 20 or $30,000 over right. list. They came in. One was 20 grand under list and one was at list. Uh oh. The person who came 20 grand under list got laughed at and didn't even get a response. I don't know if they got a response. Now I would have right. responded. Right. Why? I got a, I got a full price offer. Mm -hmm. Right. And Jeff who has sold hundreds and hundreds of homes in his career and is one of the top in the business in his market, in his profession, he's like, Dustin, I know this neighborhood. I know these comps. I know the value of this home is solid at 320, right? And for that reason, the person who buys it at 320 that got a house at the value it's mm -hmm. at and that home at 320 very well next year is gonna be worth 326 to 335, yeah. right? So like using that type of math and using the data that's out there, that's pushed out there by companies who specialize in analyzing the economy and analyzing the markets. 
I think we use that to educate our consumers. We get our consumers to, to, to answer the question, why? Like, why should I do this? Why should I not do this? Is the timing right? If you want to buy a vacation property and you're buying in a vacation resort area and you told me you wanted to wait, I'll be honest. Maybe I want to wait too. Really? Oh yeah, maybe I want to wait too. Why? I hear Gabby. Gabby, Gabby wants to know why. why. Yeah, pick that up. Yeah. Here's why. Because when it's a vacation home, I'm not in a hurry. You can't make me do something. It's a vacation property. It's a luxury item. And I may be in a, in a position where I'm like, you know what? Let's get through the rest of this year before I make a decision to go out and spend money on a luxury item. Mm. Now, here's my problem with waiting. How pissed am I going to be mm. when that house yep. in Frisco, Colorado, Yep ends up selling yeah. for more in March than it does now. Hmm. Or because I mentioned Frisco, Colorado, a lot of people buy secondary homes or vacation properties and they, they want to use them themselves. They also want to do something else with them. They want to rent them out VRBO and Airbnb them. And if I wait, Mm-mm. we've, we've done shows on this. Before. Yeah, I know right now, local municipalities, mm-hmm. local counties, states, etc. Yep. They're trying to limit the number of VRBOs. Oh, you're not renting that shit out in my neighborhood. And certain municipalities who are maybe hipper to the scene, Mm -hmm. they're starting to require permits. You have to go get like a business license or a permit in order to short-term rental your home. Mm. And they're limiting them. So like my buddy Rob was talking about wanting to buy a house in Steamboat, Colorado. Mm -hmm. He loves it out there. Mm -hmm. So I did what anyone else would do for one of their good friends who wants to buy in Colorado. I reached out to our girl, Danielle Anderson. Shout out, Danielle. And I was like, hey, you know, Rob's thinking about waiting until the uh, beginning of next year. Now, for Rob, it's financial reasons. Like, it's a luxury item. He's waiting for a couple of big bonus checks to come in. Then he'll raise the funds needed for down payment. She's like, uh-uh, he needs to buy now. Right I go, now. nah, he's not in a hurry, Danielle. Right now. She's like, well, here's the problem, Dustin. Steamboat is only allowing, and I'm going to butcher these numbers, but 3,000 permits for short-term rental. And they've already issued 2,400. Yo, what? Yeah. So if Rob waits to buy in April of next year, good for Rob, but bad for Rob if those other 600 permits that allow a homeowner to short-term rental their home have already been given out. I'm like, oh my gosh. So that in itself, but back when I originally said, why would I not be in a hurry? It would just be because it's a luxury item. Like that that would be my reason. That's the only time I could like justify not doing something. Mm Oh man, I hope that person's not hurt. You hear that? Mm. By the way, if you're driving in your car, I just need you to know that is not what's going on outside of your car, more than likely. <laughs> I don't know where you're driving, I don't know what time of day it is. So honestly, you know what? If you think there's a siren, you need to pull over to the right and slow down and then uh, make way for the emergency vehicles. But right now, John and I are hearing one right outside of our office. Uh, next time, John, we should figure out how to get things a little more soundproof around here. That's okay? my bad. Yeah, next time. Extreme ownership. Extreme ownership. Do better, John. <laughs> so I digress. And let me let me find a way to wrap this up and kind of put a, a, a ribbon on this particular episode. But when we're back on the second homes and someone's sitting on the fence, that would be the one time that if someone said, hey, I think I'm going to wait things out, I would have less of mm-hmm. an of a of a um, devil's advocate to play. Mm-hmm. But my one would be, well, are you ever going to contemplate renting out the home? Or is it truly a luxury item where this five, six, ten thousand dollars a month, you're such a baller mm-hmm. that you're just absorbing it 
Right. Many people are 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 buying, and right. that's um my my last comment in general. We're talking about geographic location because it really does depend. Like if someone says, "Oh, I'm going to wait." Well, it depends. Should you? Should you not? What market are you in? You know what? If you're in a market that is inundated with second time with with second home buyers, like you're in one of those resort towns, mm-hmm. like maybe I'd have less of a leg to stand on, but I'm still going to keep on circling back to what I originally talked about, like. Where are you in life? Where are you in your career? Where are you geographically? Are, are you responsible enough? And and are you going to be in the home for five to seven years? Like if you're ready, you're ready. Mm-hmm. Then you buy. Trying to time the market, I believe, is a fool's game. The same thing applies to the stock market. That's mm-hmm. why we have different strategies that you will be taught when you start studying personal finance. Um, and one of those is dollar cost average. Why do we teach investors to dollar cost average? Because even the smartest, most experienced people still can't time the market. And I promise you, if you are a home buyer in today's day and age, you may be smart and you may be responsible and you may be experienced, but you're probably not that when it comes to real estate. You're probably a novice. At which point, trying to time the market, it doesn't make any sense. If the best of the best and the brightest of the brightest and the most experienced can't time the market, what makes you think you can? That's stocks, that's bonds, that's real estate. If the timing is right, you move forward. If it's if it's a deal that you're comfortable with, you move forward. If it makes sense for your financial situation, you move forward, right? Because for everything that you may predict right, there's going to be one or two other things that you didn't see as a as a negative outcome by waiting. Mm-hmm. The example that I use when it came to, to second homes would be mm-hmm. permitting when it comes to short-term rental. Mm-hmm. Do you think that helped anybody or just confused them all together? I hope so. Ask Gabby. She's here. What do you think? Helpful. She's Helpful? Take, she's literally taking notes. Okay. That's dope. Well, she doesn't have to take notes. Ben's going to make her watch it again. Right. When she gets home. Right. Shout out Ben for not yeah. coming down. Well, hopefully this was beneficial. A <laughs> lot of us in the industry, again, whether you're, you sell homes for a living, whether you finance homes for a living, you're looking to sell your house, you're looking to buy a house. Like that is a major topic right now. It's a lot of uncertainty. There's some confusion. The market is stabilizing, which means the market is changing. Have you ever met anybody who loves change? Mm-hmm. No, not really. Mm -hmm. Most people don't change is scary. So the market's changing. Don't be scared. It's normalizing. It should be to your benefit. And if you are ready, this is my answer in short. If you are ready to buy a home, you buy a home. Mm -hmm. Period. End of story. Cool. Well, his name is John Coleman. My name is Dustin Owen. Her name is Gabby. Shout out Gabby. You have tuned in to Loan Officer Podcast. That's all the time we have for today, but we will catch you on the next episode. Peace. (laughs)